Hail and Womad Adventures, and welcome to the Audio Armory, exploration of weaponry through the ages. I'm your local bard, Emily Cardamus. And I'm your local blacksmith, Liz Belts. Sorry we missed last week, everybody, because uh, Liz had the flu, and then my cold became bronchitis, so that's where we've been the last couple days. Yeah, basically bedridden or dying. It's been mm-hmm, fun. Mm-hmm. Great time. Uh, whenever I cough, it sounds like I'm one year closer to death. I'm fine, but it, that's what it definitely sounds like. This is true. It's kind of god-awful, and you're concerned that she could die at any moment. Mm-hmm. I'm okay, though. But but it's definitely, like, my coworkers were looking at me today like, are you sure you're not going to just, like, perish at your desk? I'm like, no, I'm fine. I, I promise you I'm fine. Um, I went against my doctor's advice because my doctor was like, here's some antibiotics and you should get a lot of rest this weekend. And I was like, fantastic. I'm going to a concert. <laughs> uh, and that was what I did. So, you know, I'm just a really smart, intelligent person. You are. You just had priorities. <laughs> I did. And those priorities were seeing a man play piano really good. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, you spent the entire weekend bedridden and dying i spent four solid days from thursday to saturday um basically just stuck to my phone watching youtube videos and Mm -hmm. really the life yeah and now i really really want to buy a nintendo switch and mario odyssey join it join me (laughs) i think switch it'll be great i think i am but i'm gonna do the god-awful thing where i think i might try on thanksgiving (laughs) oh no liz (laughs) i think i'm just gonna go it's not worth it i think i'm just gonna go die (laughs) so i can have a switch at a price i can afford liz well (laughs) i don't have a good way to segue into our topic but i did the topic this week everybody she did because i was far too dead i was dying uh and then everything got pushed off because we both got sick so it's been great but hey liz here's a question for you yeah where do most dungeons and dragons campaigns start uh well in a dungeon with an andor dragon no but like where do the, like, that's the usually the end goal of a D campaign but like where's like the place that typically everyone like meets up and like goes like starts their adventure like, before you get to the dungeon. Pre-dungeon. Pre-dungeon? Yes. Well, if I'm going to go off our campaign, I mean, we start off first around a fire and then a cave. Oh, my God, Liz. I'm sorry. I'm really bad at this. I don't play D&D except for us. Okay, like, but, like, most, like, okay, like, what's your, like, tropey fantasy, like, where would, like, what's the place that everyone always starts in, like, the most tropey fantasy story ever you know usually like oh, it's where all the travelers go and there's lots of drinks to be had oh oh i know this one i know this one yeah fantasy costco where all your dreams come true. all right i'm canceling the show <laughs> and we're not doing it anymore it's a bar it's a bar it's like a tavern it's a tavern the answer was a tavern and you lost <laughs> I'm okay with losing this time. It was worth it. Is this how you feel? 
<laughs> yes. Sometimes. Like when I when I pull this shit, is this how you feel? Yes. Sometimes. It's not gonna it, it's not gonna stop me from doing. Oh it. no, I no. I want you to know that, but like, I definitely like I get it. Like I get it now. Mm-hmm. It's just that brief moment where you die inside for a hot second, but then you recover. It's not dying inside. It's wanting to kill you. Well, there's that too. Yeah. Um. Anyway, it's a tavern, and more often than not, what usually happens in said taverns? Drink. Drink, drink. And what usually happens because of excessive drinking? Drink, drink, bar fight time. Bar fights. That's exactly <laughs> it. That's what we're talking about today. Oh, yeah! Uh, something a little tangential from our typical, like, swords and spears. Uh, but instead, I want to look at one of the most tried and true cliches of many genres, but most notably fantasy, the bar fight. Uh, now, I want to be clear, like, sort of, this is the big asterisk I'm putting on this big ep- this episode. Uh, we're approaching this idea, or I'm approaching this idea, from, like, the very goofy story trope sense. Like, we're going to touch on some, like, real-world bar fights that uh, were actually pretty formative in different points of history, mainly American history, because that's just what I was able to find. Uh, but overall, my goal is to sort of look at the lighthearted twist on a medieval tavern brawl, um, and not so much the real-world implications that those things have, because obviously... Any violence, and especially violence enabled by inebriation, is pretty terrible. And I don't want to open that can of worms, um, but I want, like, to at least dress, address up top that, like, I get it. Yeah. And that's not what I want. I don't want to trivialize any of that. So. So the unfortunate thing... Uh, is that we don't really have a recorded history of, like, the first bar fight. Because uh, I was, like, looking. I was, like, man, there's got to be, like, someone, like, ye- in, like, ancient Rome or, like, I don't know, ancient Egypt. Someone was, like, yeah, ye oldie, ye first bar fight. <laughs> ye oldie um, bar fight. Right. But, but that does not exist, uh, which is a shame. Though we could probably make the assumption that as early as people were imbibing fluids that inhibited just judgment and places existed where you could hang out and get those fluids uh bar fights existed uh there's actually a pub in ireland which is currently called sean's bar uh it was originally known as luane's inn i'm sorry if i'm pronouncing that incorrectly uh but it claims to be the first pub in ireland and it holds the guinness world record record for the oldest bar in europe dating back to 900 a.d Uh, oh snap Yeah, additionally, there's a pub in Hertfordshire, England, called, and yes, this is for real, Ye Old Fighting Cocks, which is an 11th century structure built on an 8th century site that holds the Guinness World Record for the oldest bar in England. I love everything about this bar. (laughs) Yeah, I, uh... Obviously, I'm assuming by the name it meant that they had rooster fights there. Uh, <laughs> because it was it is called cockfighting uh but again this is all <laughs> what we're talking about here is all recorded history and i'm sure like there there were obviously like breweries and that sort of thing existed probably in bce without question um but you know it's kind of hard to have we don't really have a good recorded history of that which is frustrating but you know we can like assume to yeah. some extent we don't want to, we don't want to assume too much because archaeology and everything 
Um, as for the U.S., it's likely that the first establishment that we consider a bar was opened in the 1600s in Jamestown, uh, but we don't have any record of that because Jamestown vanished. Uh, either in... A lot of people assume a flood, but we don't know because we don't have any records. There's a theme ongoing for this part of the episode, and it's maybe, question mark. Um, <laughs> maybe this happened. Maybe it didn't. Right. Nobody knows. Uh, what do you think, true believers? Um, <laughs> uh, and while there were many, likely many breweries that were never recorded, uh, a bar in Boston, which was opened in 1634, called the Three Mariners, is often considered the first bar opened in the U.S. So that's like a brief bar history. Mm-hmm. Bars. And I don't want to uh, shatter the illusion of the like sort of whimsical bar fight where like people are throwing chairs and it's like a big old like big old very like choreographed mess. <laughs> uh but bar fights in real life are often aren't that. Uh the parties are usually one on one and it's usually not pretty. Um mm-hmm. and it's usually not because someone spilled their drink on someone or insulted someone. Uh I actually found an essay uh by this guy Bert Licko, which is like one of the best names I've ever seen, uh, ever seen, ever. Uh, and which is about it was about bar fight litigations in the 1990s, uh, which is again pretty recent. But uh, it stated that the most common bar altercations were from a drunken patron refusing to leave and attacking the bouncer. Oh, that's uh, which, nice. Yeah, which you know, like, isn't very. It's like very realistic. But it's not very, like, fun or adventurous like our romanticizations of bar brawls. Um, When you get into more historical bar fights, at least in U.S. history, uh, a lot of them surrounded social injustice, uh, like the Stonewall Riots, or uh, there were numerous events that uh, surrounded elections. But there's one that I wanted to shine a light on briefly because it was probably the best thing I've ever read. And it was called the Astor Place Riots of 1849, which erupted because of, no joke, rival actors for different productions of Macbeth inciting a riot in the drunk patrons. What? Yeah. What? I, it was it was difficult for me to, like, completely understand the turn of events, but basically it sounded like there were two different either actors playing main roles or uh, theater groups that were performing renditions of Macbeth, and one of them gave out a bunch of tickets to a lot of um, lower-class folk who were got very drunk and got very rowdy. And one thing led to another, I guess. Uh, Don't let anyone tell you that Shakespeare's not serious business. Just saying. Shakespeare's lit. Shakespeare is lit for real. But enough about reality. Because, frankly, it's It's a lot right now. Uh, But let's talk about fiction. Because that's where we've kind of developed this very... Again, romanticization 
of bar fights and tavern brawls. And, and they're pretty popular in terms of plot devices in both medieval and modern fantasy genres. I mean, there's even a TV tropes page about it. And as much as I hate TV tropes, that's a pretty good indicator that it's a tried and true storytelling method. Um, regardless of setting, I feel like there's one factor about bar fights that remains the same in all these stories, which is why I pe- think people are drawn to them and why it's such a repeated bit, and that is improvised weapons. Yeah. If you think about it, how satisfying is it to watch, like, a dwarven fighter use a chair as a battering ram or someone, like, dominating, dominoing over into a jukebox that crashes into an unsuspecting patron who's brawling someone else. Like, even when the improv weapons aren't flagons and flasks, there's something, like, innately interesting about the choreographed chaos we see in bar fights in fiction. Uh, like, for, like let's take a modern fiction example. Uh, something like Shaun of the Dead. That yes. sort of end, almost end bar uh, fight scene is absolutely brilliant and also ends pretty horrifically, but ignoring that part for right now, it's all because of the bar setting and scenery that they can interact with. Plus, there's also that like really good like rifle on the wall bit. It, look, Shaun of the Dead is just like a great movie. <laughs> Go rewatch it. Go watch it if you've never seen it. It's, it's fantastic. But like for me, the fantasy ones are like my bread and butter. Uh, there is... Uh, in the Discworld series, which is a book series by uh, Terry Pratchett, uh, which is kind of a very sort of whimsical and uh, tongue-in-cheek kind of look at fantasy without ever being uh, ironic. I guess that's that's sort of the elevator pitch I give for Discworld. Look, if you love fantasy, and even if you don't love fantasy, please check out Discworld. We'll probably end up doing at one point an episode all about Discworld because I can never shut up about it. Uh, but there's a bar in the main city uh, in this, in these novels. Uh, the city is Ankh, uh, Ankh-Morpork. But the bar is called the Broken Drum, which is later called the Mended Drum. And it has bar fights so often that it literally becomes a performance sport. I am in love with this concept. <laughs> I mean, and, 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 and like, to be fair, like, this is also like the first novel of the Discworld books. The bar catches on fire and burns down. Like, because of just, like, some people getting way too rowdy. That sounds like my kind of a bar fight. I'm down with that. <laughs> Everything just ends in flames. Yeah, yeah. That's appropriate. That's a, that's a, that's like how you know. That's your calling card. Oh, I've been to that bar. I burned it down. <laughs> exactly. Oh, it's I've like been to that bar. Like, oh, I it burned doesn't that, exist I bur- anymore. Yeah, it's like, oh, I burned that place down. But you literally, I mean, literally, I literally burned that place down. Uh-huh. But, like, all this said is the, the... One sticking factor I kept coming back to with the sort of bar fights in terms of setting is that bars are sometimes the most diverse settings in both fictional and historical like worlds uh, because they're always where travelers stop in to rest. Um, I mean, we have historical accounts of travelers from China being in you know, establishments in Europe, like eat way back in like early, early history. Like this isn't a foreign concept and it's something that you see a lot of times in fiction. I mean, heck that's the entire concept of hello from the magic tavern, which is a podcast I've been listening to a lot. It's basically interviews with the interesting and diverse creatures and people that wander into this bar, the vermilion minotaur as they pass through the world. Bars are a place where people can, who wouldn't meet under normal circumstances, 
can. And, and bar fights can create instant camaraderie, which is why I think they're probably such a common plot device in things like Dungeons & Dragons settings. Like, there's no, there's no quicker way to throw a party together than to have two people bump into each other, you know, surrounded in the middle of a bar fight and decide to team up, you know, and suddenly you have a match made in heaven, basically. So, so here, so all that said, Liz, I have a question for you. Yeah. If you were in a fantasy bar fight, what would you be drinking and what would be your improvised weapon of choice? Um, what would I be drinking? Mm-hmm. Probably a shot of something I shouldn't have. Okay. Potentially like an actual poison or venom that's like could potentially be lethal, but at the same time has like some really gnarly effects, like almost an instant drunk sort of thing. So like you'd be doing, you'd be doing fantasy Sambuca is what you're saying. Heck yeah. Only I hope it doesn't actually taste like Sambuca because I have grown to hate that taste. Or like fantasy absinthe, you know. I feel like absinthe is basically really close to poison. No, no. Fantasy malort. You've been drinking fantasy malort. There you go. Okay, that's disgusting. I hate that. Uh, It's an acquired taste. No, incorrect. It's bad. No, 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 no. you're not arguing. Don't mis don't misinform the lead. I will absolutely no. I'm informing them correctly. Malort is disgusting. This isn't an, an argument I want to have. What would be your improvised <laughs> weapon of choice? Hmm. Well, I guess that would depend on what's near me. I would honestly prefer something like a, like a broken shard of glass or something, like a broken bottle and just like have at people. Okay. Essentially like grab two and just use them as almost like boxing gloves and just start punching people. Oh, God. <laughs> or it's like, wah, fear me. See, that's terrifying. That immediately creates blood. I feel like I would be a blunt weapon person all the way. But, you know, you are scary. So Yay. I, I understand that. <laughs> um, I feel like for me, I would definitely be drinking some sort of mead. Mead of some sort. Maybe mead with like a like raspberry or something. Something or, or sweet. Like some, yeah, like, like some sort of like mead with some sort of fruit accoutrement. Um, and then as for improvised weapon of choice, it would probably just be the, the like... I feel like flagons are, like, cool and also stereotypical. But you know what? Like, sometimes things are popular because they're good. And and I feel like, you know what? You can, like, kind of grip it sort of like you would have, like, brass knuckles. True. Uh, like, you kind of put it in, you know, and then that's a pretty good, pu- you know, like, punch. But with, the with like, the flagon in, in your hand. It's like your Little Mac. But instead of boxing gloves, it's flagons. And instead of boxing gloves, they're actually shards of glass. Well, that's, yeah, that's terrifying. You're basically <laughs> medieval Wolverine. Um, Yay! And I'm medieval Little Mac. <laughs> this is a very strange pair to have at a bar fight. <laughs> well, that's true. But anything's possible, if you believe. In the heart of the cards? Sure. Yay! Well, that's all I have about bar fights. So thanks, Liz. You're welcome. For listening about bar fights. <laughs> for listening about fights and bars. The, the tavern, ye olde tavern brawl. If um, I may talk about one of my personal uh, insights on a bar fight, 
it's not it's actually really funny it's not like a gruesome bar fight because it was amongst friends um, okay it's not for me it's not a personal personal experience but uh i i will not name them for their okay. sake um but when they went out for a wedding they basically rented out this section of the bar um and this place is huge <laughs> so as you can imagine everybody's getting wasted mm-hmm. um before you know it, people are like on the counters like tap dancing like legitimately tap dancing uh which was impressive now did they have tap shoes no but i mean then they were not legitimately tap dancing look it was still legitimate it just didn't have the shoes no tap shoes required get, get out of here continue with your story anywho uh they were dancing so hard that their shoe went flying off, hit somebody in the back of the head, which caused them to slam their face into their drink, <sighs> which then caused that person to flail, like, around to see what had happened, uh-huh. hit somebody else, uh-huh. who then tossed their drink and hit somebody oh. else in the head. <laughs> Oh, that's a beautiful Rube Goldberg machine of events. <laughs> it was, I was sitting there like, you're lying to me. And he was just like, no, no, this is, I can't make this up. That's incredible. And I was just, I, I had to sit there and try and soak it in as I like basically made the math calculations in my head watching this unfold. <laughs> that's so good. It's like, mm, nah. It, if you were to just take a picture in the moment that it was happening, it would be like a piece of... It would just be like a Renaissance painting. Yeah, I was going to say, it's like the, the golden ratio of, of events would probably be in that that scene. Yep, just in that moment. That's a beautiful story. I'm glad it didn't end in like a fight, but it's still a very good... Yeah, no, it just... It ended in confusion and then cackling. It, yeah, it just ended in like a beautiful chain, like chain reaction of events. Yeah, and honestly, so isn't that how things normally should end? Yeah, they should. Where at the end, it's just kind of like, yeah, no, dude, I'm sorry I punched you in the face. It's all right. We all did <laughs> it's some like you stuff. Can, it's like, you can just punch me in the face, too, if you want. Or, you know, surprise me at some point. Mm-hmm. Just remind me. Yeah. Chances are I'll be drunk like I am now. <laughs> well, would you like a Bard's Tip of the Week, my dear would- friend Liz? I would like to hear a bard's tip of the bard week. Okay. My bard's tip of the week. I don't have one, so I'm trying to make one up right on the spot. (laughs) Here it is. My bard's tip of the week is that, you know what, just go for it. If you go to a restaurant or whatever and they have like a specialty drink on the menu and it says it comes in a souvenir coconut, buy it. Because you know what? Why the heck not? You only live once. Carpe diem. And then you suddenly have a coconut as big as your head that is full of rum. And how are you going to get that home? You don't know, but you'll figure it out. And it's worth it. I'm not speaking from experience, except that I absolutely am. That's like the equivalent of uh, Kalahari. The coconut was as big as my head. I had to ship it. Coconut. I had to ship it. U- UPS to my house <laughs> oh, wait, because our luggage was not big enough. 
Our luggage was not big enough to accommodate that large coconut and the mugs that I bought on vacation. So we had to go to the UPS store to ship them back home. Oh my god, Emily. And also the UPS store, they're like, they're going to pack it really good. So don't worry about it. Like, I know you're going to freak out because you're like, oh my god, it's going to break on the way. You'll be good. They, they like wrap the hell out of it. You'll, it's, it's great. Oh my god. Yeah. It was good though. I mean, I, I can like imagine. Two kinds of rum, bunch of fruit juice. It was great. Woke up with the splitting headache, but I well, think that was okay. mostly the sinus infection. Well, probably a combination. Probably. I mean, I can't imagine the rum really helped. <laughs> probably. You know what? Hair of the dog, right? Yeah. Anyway, thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Audio Armory. Uh, we will be back next week with another episode liz do you think you can do another episode by next week yeah i had started a thing and okay. then i died so <laughs> so you'll get you're gonna get two weeks in a row of episodes and then we'll be back to right thursdays uh and it'll be great thank you to samantha hogan for use of our intro and outro music you can find her work at samanthahogan.com and you can find her on twitter at s hogan underscore composer you can find us on twitter the show is at audio armory cast i am at corrupted gem Liz is at Liz Belts. That's Liz with two Z's. And you can email the show with questions, comments, uh, topic suggestions at audioarmorycast at gmail.com. Or you can just tweet at us, whatever you want to do. Um, Liz, do you got anything? Nah, I'm actually... Oh, wait, no. I lied about that. I do have a thing. Okay, great. Um, do it. Coming up, I don't currently have... Uh, prices or the date but there will be a a zine coming out uh that's focuses on women and weaponry uh it covers it's a different it's a variety of digital artwork short stories and i even forged a knife that will be in the book as well so whenever that comes out i'll be sure to let y'all know um you can currently go on to tumblr and if you look up um for the forged zine um and then you can see all the in progress images and kind of what to expect in more detail yeah well that's gonna do it for us this week so until next time i have been and always will be your illustrious bard emily cardamus and i will forever and always be your local blacksmith liz belts and don't throw rocks at birds Don't throw rocks at birds, and always be sure to ship your coconuts. You know you can mail a coconut, right? Wait, like an actual coconut?